Mm-hmm. Greetings, brothers and sisters. Welcome to another episode of the I Thrive Podcast. It's your boy, Sonny Esperance. This is episode 42. Today, I got with me Sister Monique Harmon, or Pretty Nikki, or Nick Nick. I don't know how you know her by it. <laughs> so today, uh, um, as you all know, it's another episode to, you know, get the testimony out, get the encouragement for the brothers and sisters, uh, anybody else watching and so forth, so they could really hear this and be encouraged by it and and and. This could be a motivation, not, not, not motivation, I should say, but a good encouragement to keep pushing forward to maybe in this episode say, man, she's going through it. I guess I can pull through and so forth. Um, and before we begin, as you know, this podcast affiliates itself only with one church, and that is First Church of Our Lord Jesus Christ, where the leader, teacher, and guy is Apostle Pastor Gino Jennings. If you want to see if there's a temple or church in your area, you can go on the truthofgod.com and there should be section where you could uh, 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 temple locations where it could be in Asia and Africa and the States internationally and so forth. If you want to request baptism, you can also go on the truthofgod.com. I believe there's a baptismal request you can fill out in that designated area that you are in, whether it be Florida, somewhere in Canada, you know, or, or somewhere in Africa or so forth um, that can be done as well um or if you if there's just uh, uh you just stop going to church because i know some uh, someone commented where they stopped going completely and 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 you can look and make sure that there is something maybe half an hour an hour away you know i mean for you if if you cannot make that sacrifice you can't but some you just may not know so go on the truth of god.com just to see which temple would be closer to you that you can attend so forth. Also, this podcast is sponsored by Je Jouer is a program niche and designed towards youth in terms of helping them elevate financially. Uh, some mentorship program, behavioral program, uh, you know, student athlete program, communication skills program, and uh, so forth. All right. So we're going to get started um, today. How's it going, Miss Sister Monique? How's it going? It's going well. Thank God. Glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me on the show. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. You know, I'm, I'm excited today um, to really hear Sister Mo's testimony. In fact, I can't really say when I'm we met. <laughs> I know sometime in Philly, you know, <laughs> maybe yeah. you know, sometime and yeah. so forth. Right. But um, over the over the, the, you know, months or a year, I should say, um, as you know, building, you know, TEC and so forth, we got to clearly know each other more you know, and, and uh, where I know we both have a common, you know, desire for us, finances, of course, but today's not going to be no finance. We're going to get to the, the testimony and such and such. So, um, but it's glad to, I'm glad to have you on. And, um, you know, let's start from the very beginning, you know, in terms of <laughs> <laughs> very beginning, very, very beginning uh, in terms of, you know, how you grew up and, and, and such and such and uh, how uh, you are today all right so starting at the very very beginning takes me back to literally childhood because I've been in first church since I was three years old so pretty much been there all my life I'm still jealous of the kids that were able to basically be there from the womb but you know I'll take what I can get (laughs) but yeah like church has just been like really important to me and I'm really thankful that I literally grew up in the truth of God. So like I've seen everything from Frankfurt up to now. And so I really like love experiencing things. So like I can still remember like the stones like in the parking lot and like how they made noise like as like the cars went over. I still remember like the stone of the church and the church sign and all the things like that. And even being upstairs, like some people, you know, didn't come to the church in time for us to like you know be upstairs but I'm thankful that I was able to see like all of that what a lot of people see on the telecast that that was my life um (laughs) still is my life but it was just a really nice experience just to you know really hear how Pastor Jennings like stays consistent with the word like from I was a child up to now um and just being able to like literally see like what he talks about and really see it in perspective now that I'm older and I'm a young woman 
Um, so I definitely do thank God uh, for that experience. But it, it was just like, for me, a lot of times it kind of felt like a dream, like, because church would just happen so quick like we had three times a week thankfully because there are like some people that don't um they aren't really able to go to church like more than once a week like it's literally just Sunday Sunday school and they're out after two hours that was not (laughs) us like when we were at church like the ministers sometimes even pastor would be long-winded and we were literally there from like 11 a.m probably all the way up to like 9 p.m at night that was that was our life like at first service then we had a break to eat and like mingle and stuff and then we had to go right back for second service and pray and go on with service so I just um thank God just being like I said being able to grow up in the truth and just really see myself develop see other people develop as well um and just you know learning what to look out for I think you know, I thank God again, um, for pastors just being like protective and, you know, teaching us what we need to know in order to be saved. And like, you can really tell a difference, um, you know, between the people that do listen and the people that don't listen. So yeah, that's just kind of like a snapshot of what life was like there at Frankfurt. And so the fact that you, you know, you're in it since three years old, what age would you say, understanding started to come in where it's like okay i'm here because you know three four years old you know i mean in false you're just used to kids just running around and just doing whatever but at what age did understanding start to come in where okay i should not do this i, I should not do that i can do this i can do that when at what age would you say that came i probably um i don't know how accurate it is but i, I feel in my soul i think it was um age five or six because not only was I getting the teaching like at church but I also um got that reinforcement from my parents because my parents you know they took me there to the church excuse me the church and stuff so just being able to feel that consistency like at home and also at church I think it helped me to develop faster Um, And so like, I knew like from the jump, I can't celebrate Easter. I can't celebrate Christmas. Like if ever um, the teachers were talking about, oh, we're going to do this Christmas activity or we're going to do this Halloween activity. I knew I, you know, I had to go home or I just had to like sit out. Like I couldn't Mm -hmm. participate in that. Um, So I think I understood like the truth of God, like when I was really young Um, and also like I would go throughout the week. So it was very rare for me to see like a lot of kids like during the week because you know they had school and stuff but (laughs) that just stopped my parents like they you know I did my work and then I went to church and and me like I was actually excited to go to church because you know sometimes you do hear stories about people being like oh why do I gotta go to church Mm -hmm. that was not me at all like literally like even on Sundays like if my parents, if I got the inkling that we were going to go home after first service, I started crying because I wanted to stay for second service. Mm -hmm. Like I just felt like I was just missing out on so much because like the church itself, God gave me like so much. And it was like, I was like, I gotta leave. Like I want to stay. It's fun. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's why I said earlier in the interview, like it felt like it was a dream a lot of times because it was like church happened so quick. And then before I knew it, I was back at school again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of people can identify with, you know, being bullied or um, being disrespected, verbally disrespected by like their peers and stuff in school and stuff. So it was kind of like, oh, I'm going back to prison again, kind of. So in bullying though, like what, what did you have to deal with? as a kid and being being young and understanding no Easter, no Christmas and so forth and all that. Uh, um, and you know, you clearly had that understanding. So it didn't look like it was too difficult for you to really deal with, hey, when I, why can't I get Christmas gift like my friend Susie or whatever the case is. It, it wasn't difficult for you, but in terms of, you know, the bullying and stuff, what would have happened to you? Because, you know, every, you know, uh, 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 sister is different, especially, you know, from young, you know and you know our generation too it's really open because back back then you know the women understood the respect they had to have they understood you know i'm gonna dress this way or this matter you know at least some women did but today it's so open like you know girls are encouraged to dress like this by their mom oh come on look work work, 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 what your mama gave you go show this go show that come why are you wearing this looking like grandma whatever the case is what type of 
bullying were you dealing with and at what age around what you seen how long was it going for hmm. i think it was probably most memorable well, i won't say most memorable but i'll probably yeah i'll say most memorable was probably middle school and high school um but i think near high school probably around like 10th grade was when you know people started seeing me like oh that's monique like i need to respect her like i started noticing that I was um, getting respected by people. People weren't asking like, you know, stupid questions like, you know, why are you wearing long skirts? Or like, aren't you hot in that long skirt yeah. and stuff like that? Um, so I, I mean, if I had to guess when it probably began, maybe fourth or fifth grade, something like that, because it was kind of hard for like the students to really see like, um, you know, like she's different and she's, yeah. you know, she's living her life. So. I'm gonna start out from the mild stuff all up into like the, mm -hmm. <laughs> the type hot of sauce, stuff. Hot sauce, yeah, 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 yeah. hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> so like it would first start like you know, and to clarify, like saying asking a person why they're wearing a long skirt isn't really a dumb question. It was kind of the stuff that came after that that was like mm -hmm. really dumb. But yeah. I'm just gonna go with it. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. so the mild stuff would be like you know why do you wear long skirts? Like, why can't you do this? Why can't you do that? Cause sometimes it wouldn't even confine to just like, um, to like Christmas and stuff like that. But it was like certain things like that. They're, they asked me like, you know, why are you doing that? Like, why do you wear long dresses and stuff? Why do you have a scarf on your head? Why is your head covered and stuff like that? And it was really hard for me at a young age to try to explain like why I did, because, you know, obviously, you know, when we're at church and you know we're watching the telecast or any of that there's a lot of information that is like compacted into like two to three hours so it's like mm -hmm. I'm like I sat there thinking like how exactly am I supposed to explain you know in a matter of like two minutes like what I believe in and stuff when it's it's a whole lifestyle so mm -hmm. like I think that was something that I really struggled with it was really hard um trying to just sum up what I believe in, you know, I, I said one God, you know, stuff like that, try to say the basic stuff with that. So that was something I struggled with. But also, I think with the bullying, um, I remember I was um, younger in elementary school and, you know, had to go through it again. Like, and I got these questions like a lot, like, you know, what do you believe in? Why, why can't you do this? Um, or some people will be like, oh, but um, yeah, we, we know like, you know, that Christmas is a lie or whatever, but we just do it. So it was like fighting <laughs> with stuff like that. Yeah. Cause like, I'll even ask questions. I was like, how do you know? It's like Jesus birthday. Like it, no one gives him presents. So I'm like, why, why are we celebrating yeah. Christmas by giving people gifts and stuff? And they're like, yeah, we just do it. So I think it was kind of like that kind of also kind of felt kind of like bullying. Cause like, it was kind of like downplaying like yeah, yeah, what yeah. I believed in and stuff. Yeah. So I, I, it's kind of hard for me to put in words, but it was kind of like, subtle and like you can actually feel like disempowered with that um but I also remember too like when a girl had asked me like what I believe in I tried to go through it and stuff like that and one girl she was like I'm sorry but your religion sounds stupid and I'm just like wow. whoa <laughs> like, wow. yeah I'm like no one's asking you to be in the religion but okay mm -hmm. so it, it was just a lot of stuff like that um, and of course, like the standard bullying, because, you know, I try to do my work. I was one of the goody goods. So whatever, you know, you thought about um, how people get bullied, that was probably how I got bullied uh, verbally and stuff as well. Um, and just kind of growing up around certain people like that were used to just they, they wanted to be the queen bee. So they didn't care who they had to fight. I mean, thankful I didn't get in any fights, but <laughs> thankfully, um, but still like they would just, you know, just say things to like demean, find anything, find any insecurity that was wrong. And they would. And it's not, and it's not like you were bothering them. Right. Right. It's not like you were going after them picking, you know, Hey, look at you with your nonsense shoes and what are those type of thing? You know, it's yeah. just, this is stuff you just have to deal with on a regular basis for, you know, for, 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 I'm not gonna say for nothing, but you know, being the way you are and stuff, which is Cause it could be tough, you know, it's tough for, um, you know, at that age, grade four, grade five, you know, at any time did you, you know, have to question yourself was like, man, should I even be in this thing? Like, why, why am I in this? Like, look, what's, look, what's happening to me. I can't be like the other kids, you know, I can't be like the, you know what I mean? Did, did those things ever come to mind or did you go home to your parents? Like mom, dad, what's going on? I'm going to school. I'm not bothering nobody. I'm doing my work. 
and they're coming after me like as if I did something to them, you know, like what, what, what how, how did you cope with that? Yeah, so I mean, cer- certain things I-, I probably won't say necessarily having to do with my walk with God, but like, you know, like the standard stuff is somebody, you know, takes your supplies or or they, you know, mm. they they just do like mean things like that. I would tell my parents about and, you know, they would encourage me and, and also get involved as well. They weren't kind of like, oh, just pray it away. Like, no, yeah. they were very active and like, no, this student did this to my child. So it was like, mm-hmm. y'all need mm-hmm. to do something. Yes, yes, <laughs> so, yes. so, yeah, I, I am thankful um, for them. And, and especially just, you know, like I said, helping me walk uh, with God. And um, what was the other part of your question? I'm sorry. No, in terms of like cope, like uh, coping with it yourself in terms of all that, you know, you're going through because you're not doing it, you know, for nothing in terms of, you know, going to school and now they're constantly, you know, insulting you. Because it's one thing if someone's picking a fight or picking, you know, a battle, but just going to school and just just to get bothered just because of how you dressed and just, you know, within certain things, like it makes, you know, that could frustrate, that could frustrate a kid, you know, because everyone's different. That that could probably be for someone else. Ah, that doesn't bother me that soft. Whereas that could make another sister just start crying every day, not even wanting to go to school you know so how did you how were you able to cope with that growing up yeah so um I, weirdly or thankfully however you want to think about it um I always kind of had like this innate like feeling like inside of me like mm-hmm. I can't leave this like I, I got that like as a child so I always thought that was interesting um I was like you know I can't I can't leave the faith like like, you know, pretty much a lot of things that, you know, pastor teaches on now and, and stuff that I'm learning, like from the ministers as well. It's like, I can't leave this, like certain things I just know I can't do and certain things I know that I can do. So, um, I mean, it was annoying too, with some of the kids, like it would be kind of, um, repetitive. They'd be like, aren't you going to leave that way? Are you still going to be doing that? Like when you get old, you know, grown enough, like, are you going to still be like following holiness? And, you know, um, I think then I just kind of said, I don't know, but I kind of knew like deep down I wanted to stay. So I think that was just some of the things that I went through as well. But I also felt alone a lot because I didn't really, you know, see where I fit in at Mm -hmm. because like sometimes I would migrate to or try to migrate like to different tables or whatever. Um, And just kind of like, try to see like who is my crowd. It would seem like sometimes I would sit with a really good, good, good people. And then it was just like, it was kind of hard for me like to hold a conversation with them. Like, you know, I would try to initiate it. I'm a big initiator of like conversation and stuff, but it, it, it didn't stick. So I'm like, uh, do I really fit over here? And then I try to go, you know, with people that look like me and, and mm-hmm. um, people that, you know, I may have connected with at some point, but then at the same time, like we were just starkly different. And it came to a point where my parents were like, you need to stop hanging out with those people. Yeah they they kind of already knew and I'm like well how do I do that because it's like when you're a kid like you really think like you know I have to stay loyal to the lunch table or I have to stay loyal you know to (laughs) certain group members or whatever so it it was really hard to like just find my individuality um at that time so you know thankfully I was by the time I got to high school thank god that that's even though I don't really like to look back on my school years Mm -hmm. I will say I did have some sort of refuge kind of in high school, like with um, my friends, I was able to really like find my footing and just be myself. And then of course, once I got to college, it didn't really, I didn't, I wasn't really concerned with like making friends. Like, you know, if if I talk to you, I talk to you and, and, you know, we had a great conversation, but I really was just focused like on school and then church and home or, you know, going out with my friends, like in the truth. And that was another way I felt about, you know, I kind of have wished that like all of us that were in the church when we grew up together that, you know, pastor had kind of just set school there. Cause I know some people went to school and church, like in different religions mm-hmm. and stuff, but that didn't like get. Yeah. Me. Like, like, for example, yeah. in terms of that, like uh, what you mean is like for the like Jewish community, mm-hmm. they have their own schools, they have their own hospitals, they have their grocery stores, they have their own neighborhoods and so forth. Whereas, you know, God willing, that can happen one day at that time. You wish it could have been something in, yeah. in first church because, you know, y'all got to, you know, you, you want to grow up together. You know, you want to build that relationship together yeah. and so forth. I understand uh, what you mean by that, but continue. Yeah. 
yeah but it was so hard trying to explain holiness too because it was like um when a lot of people would ask me that they were like you know what religion are you and I'd be like holiness like you know I knew what to say and everything mm-hmm. um but then they'd be like you know what is that like is it like Muslim or whatever I'm like you know God is holy I'm like I don't know what y'all want me to tell you I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like it's in the bible like yeah, yeah. It, that was really stressful because they're like are you Christian are yeah, you yeah, yeah. I'm like how is it that nobody has heard of this yeah. <laughs> but you know thankfully now we have plenty of like YouTube videos so I'm like there's a link <laughs> that's exactly. what i do that's, well, yeah, that's yeah. what i am so mm. yeah and then the growth from all the way from frankfurt to now today for first church what what how how was your experience with that growth from because frankfurt obviously must be different you know people come and go and you know people who've passed on and so forth that experience from frankfurt all the way to now how 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 has that experience been for you being able to just see all of that's a lot you must have seen there's a there's a lot you must have seen a lot you must have seen people go through you went through how was that experience for you um i definitely would say it's uh bittersweet um mm-hmm. because you know like i said frankfurt avenue was like our lives for a lot of us mm-hmm. and you know we could see like the building deteriorating and stuff and like we know like it's just time to move and stuff mm-hmm. but it was so many memories there like so many memories of me you know playing tag with my friends at church you know around there so many um you know conventions and stuff and stuff and like you know seeing people speaking tongues and stuff like that seeing people come and go and also we saw like a lot of people pass away like before we even left Frankfurt Avenue um so you know we definitely miss them those saints that were really like faithful um and you know really like lived their life for God and stuff and but there were also really good memories like you know like I said hearing the musicians or hearing pastor preach and stuff you know, seeing the movie of the Holy Ghost like seeing the choir and stuff just just whatever you could think of that took place like in the church like as far as like church life that was a really um fun thing that we missed but I, I will say also that you know, even though people like tried to come to Frankfurt and like, you know, try to change pastor or try to take over the church or whatever, like it just, it never, you know, came to fruition. Like God always prevailed. He always protected us. So I, I am thankful for that. Um, and, you know, even moving over like to Lindley, I definitely just see like, how, like it was kind of like <laughs> seeing like the church membership kind of like grow exponentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I guess at first, you know, if I'm, you know, younger and I'm still younger, I'm just kind of like, oh, new people are coming in people are going out. Like, I, I don't think I really grasped that right away, but it was like, once we got to Lindley, it's like, I see like so many people that I talk to now, so many people that I've gotten close with and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, it, it really, even you, bro, like, it just seems like, you know, we always knew each other, even yeah. though that's not the truth. But <clears throat> I, I mean, I am thankful that, you know, I'm able to just like experience everyone and just kind of develop, you know, relationships with them. And I'm just like, wow, I feel like I've known you people all my life. And it's like, no, you guys literally just walked in like, what, you know, a few, a couple of years ago or something like that. But time is definitely moving fast. And yeah, I just really see now like how the church is growing and how like God is blessing all of us. So it's, it's beautiful to see. And in terms of PG from three or when you got understanding four or five years old all the way till now he, he, he never he never he never even budged for anybody he always stayed no. always stayed straight they didn't even didn't even go left didn't even go right he always just kept on staying firm yeah and you know like people try to change him or um people try to say like certain things like no best believe when he got there everything was gonna be in order like yeah. whatever got messed up or or, or you know somebody said this or said something that, that he said that wasn't true he was gonna straighten you out so um he's definitely been consistent like you know from since I've known him and seen him even up until now like he's always mm-hmm. seemed like a father figure to me mm-hmm. um as I'm sure like a lot of people could attest to that um yeah. And yeah, he just has that like protective nature, but at the same time, he also will have you like laughing until your stomach hurts. So, you know, (laughs) it's it's a perfect balance, I would say to him. Um, And just seeing how like God has even blessed him. Like, I just really like enjoy 
like coming to church throughout the week like and it, it's still like that like even from Frankfurt even up to now like when you come out on Tuesdays and Thursdays it's such like a intimate more intimate experience because he's yeah. kind of more laid back but mm-hmm. you know he's still teaching and stuff like that and just hearing him like share like his like different testimonials of, of faith and like mm-hmm how he's been waiting you know um on god for like certain things and stuff like that and then to see it actually come to pass um you know that was pretty uh inspirational and just great to see just kind of like understanding more about the man that like god sent so you know that was just also an interesting thing to see as well when did it tick in your head that man like we really have an apostle in front of us because you know some people could be in truth and It's like, you know what, just us, another preacher, we got a preacher, you know, he's doing his thing, he's strict, he's from, but when did it like hit? Like, yo, I can't, I can't, I better not be talking about him in a certain way, or people in period, you know, but you know what I mean in terms of an apostle, but it can't be doing that, you know, it's it's like, you know, this is really happening, like we're not the one that's in falsehood, you know what I mean? Because yeah. there's some people that are probably in that church where it's like, because there's several, you have that, you know, Baptist, that Pentecostal, that Presbyterian, the Lutheran. Oh yeah, my daddy's a preacher. You know, he, you know what I mean? It's just that common thing. My daddy's a preacher, blah, blah, blah. We go there. But when did it hit? That was like, because in the world, there was a lot of crazy stuff going on. Like I learned a lot of things in falsehood from truth, you know, in terms of, I didn't know this was being done. I didn't know that was being done, you know, but when did it like click for you? Where it's like, yo, we we really have like an apostle in front of us. We really have a man God sent to really get us straight. When did that hit? And that, you know what? I'm I'm not in falsehood. You know what I'm saying? I was, you know, we're in this correct and, you know, and confirm, let, uh, let us know as well. When was that confirmed for you where I know I'm on the straight way? Because plenty of people could be watching this and say, well, I know I'm on the straight way. Oh, so what, what, makes, what makes she in the straight, you know? When did that confirmation really come and hit and just went boom when did that happen for you for me i would say it it probably um hit me definitely probably later on in elementary school like mm. when and I, i know it sounds crazy but <laughs> like when i say i literally like felt like you know you know the certain things as, as far as like you know this is the right thing um you know I better you know do what's right or go to hell I I literally felt that like as a child um and so I, I remember telling having this conversation with my mom too before I was like I was like mom like literally everything he like says and and stuff it just makes sense and I remember being so like mind blown like in my room I was like it just makes sense like I was just like like it's you know like perfect like like a putting a puzzle piece together and connecting puzzle pieces like and she was like yeah like I guess she didn't really think much about it but she was she was like yeah of course it makes sense like it's holiness but I'm like no mom like it makes sense (laughs) and so that uh really like um hit for me like even at a younger age too because like for for me there there were certain things or certain topics that different ministers in a church like had talked about it you can count on them to talk about it like for example like elder king um amongst a lot of us like we know him to preach about you know the animals and like basically um likening like different experiences like of humility and stuff like with animals and like how humans you know how we're supposed to be obedient to god and like how the animals and stuff um obey god Mm -hmm. but then you also have um minister williams who typically tends to focus on like seeking God for the Holy Ghost and encouraging us to be like you know holy and stay in the way and stuff Mm -hmm. and then um Pastor Jennings uh brother Deacon Jennings Mm -hmm. he tended to talk a lot about death and like you know making sure that like you're getting right for God because you never know where death is and stuff so yeah it was like I would be like scared when he would like start ministering and stuff because it's like I already know he's gonna talk about death and I'm like I want to die Lord I want to (laughs) die so you know certain things like that just those teachings that I learned from a lot of the ministers and pastor like it really stuck with me because it's like you're hearing it more over yeah um so that it, it it really wasn't hard for that uh seed to take root in me Hmm. um and so 
yeah, that was pretty much when I knew like, you know, this is the right thing. And just even seeing how pastor like used scriptural evidence to like mm. really knock down certain beliefs and stuff. Mm. It was like, it's like at that point, when you listen to that, it, you have no choice, but to take it for what it is, because yeah. it literally says it in the scriptures mm. and he literally explained it. He gives you examples. Like mm. he's very, very thorough. Like even when it comes to like in the business world and stuff like that, like it's very typical for entrepreneurs to um they they'll tell you what the tip is or they'll share the strategy with you and then they they're showing you real life examples so you can visualize it well that's that's wonderful you know and in terms of all that that's something i realized when i watched him like this there's no opinion in him at all where well i i think well in my opinion never hear that he's given the scripture and you know you you can't do nothing but accept it it, it now what encouragement would you have for, you know, some younger sisters in troop, you know, 14, 15, 16, you know, sister watching this on the outside? Because you, the fact that that seed was planted so early and, you know, you're able to be uprooted. And of course, kids will have their ways and their, you know, bad times. But it seems like this generation, it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse, you know, and like as if the f- fear it's just starting to die down a bit, you know, like, that's why I asked you, when did it click that, you know, this is an apostle we have in front of us, that this is not a joke. I can't be just doing this. I can't be having my moments, my times where I'm going to do what I want and I'm going to do this and you know what, whatever I'm in the truth, but what, you know what I mean? So what, what advice would you have for them, especially with the social media stuff too? Cause that's, what's really dangerous. That's cause back at that time, like when you was growing up, oh wait, Grade four, grade five. I don't even think there was no Instagram. There was no, no. Facebook. I don't even think Google existed. <laughs> Google existed, you know? So, but now it's like the generation, I don't know who told me this, but they said, man, right now is probably one of the worst, probably one of the worst times to have kids, worst times to have children. They don't respect adults. They don't, they don't have any respect for themselves. They just want to do whatever they want. But really it's like to the point where, what what encouragement right now if you could you know talk to that you know uh, a young sister in truth that's 14 15 16 in high school you know in in middle school you know what i mean or a parent watching this right now not understanding why their daughter is like you know like this or you know going wayward and and, and so forth what in, what advice what kind of encouragement would you have for them Okay, so uh, first, I would say, of course, stay with God. Um, That's how my parents had taught me, you know, Mm -hmm. to make sure that I stay with God, like, no matter what, basically. Um, And I also will say, like, you know, I know it's hard, you know, trying to live for God. And, you know, you see your friends that are out in the world, you see them, you know, getting to do all different types of things. And it, it may even seem like they have more success than you at that time. But just try to stay focused on God. Um, and you know your walk with him because you know we hear the teachings like week in and week out it's really to protect us and to um you know build us up and and build up our spirits as well so just do that but also you know one of the biggest things that helped me you know walk with my walk with God is you know making sure that you remember the teachings mm. um and you find an alternative way to do whatever it is that you want to do so if you know for example we're not allowed to have parties or we're not allowed to you know listen to worldly music and stuff see if you um if there are opportunities for you and your friends in the church to kind of get together um you know play some gospel music in the background and you know just have a get together call it a get together and just you know cook food and stuff like that um i did do friends giving with my friends um i think a couple of years ago um they're in the church so um just like trying to switch up what the atmosphere is because like you don't want it to be like you know dancing smoking and stuff Mm. like that just have a a get together where you guys um you know just glorifying god but also you know playing games because you know we're we're not spirit (laughs) you know so yeah we definitely can play games as long as it doesn't contradict the spirit um and you can have fun Mm -hmm. um and stuff like that even with me like i first started you know on youtube and stuff as modest fashion blogger, because I wanted to send the message that, you know, us girls and sisters, we can still, you know, dress nice, but we can also dress modestly for God. We don't have to, you know, go around looking like 
you know, older church mothers and were not that age. Mm -hmm. Um, so there are different things that, you know, um, women do in the world. Like when they're trying to build up their fashion channel, they'll, they'll say like, oh, it's a fashion haul, um, or just different type of things that they do. And you know, they're going to have like shorts and, and, you know, the short Mm, t-shirts and stuff like that. But I literally took that and was like, no, I went to JCPenney's. I went to here, here, here. And I got this nice long skirt. This is where you can get it from. Because when you become like a resource for people, that also brings people together as well. So I think that was um, something that I really focused on was just being a resource for people in holiness in terms of like fashion and stuff like that just to give people hope, you know? <laughs> so I, I think that's, that, that'll be my best advice is just find an alternative to it. Like, if you know there's something that's wrong, see if there's a way that you can um, do something similar, but it doesn't contradict God. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of like social media, I would say, you know, only follow people that is going to inspire you. Like, you don't want to follow a bunch of accounts that, you know, like literally their life's work is doing the devil's work you have no business following that account it's like for what like just follow accounts that actually help you excel in life whether that's you know professional professionally um intellectually um or just you know different issues that you may care about different social issues and stuff like that you know follow some recipes if you Mm -hmm. recipe accounts like if you love food and and stuff like that just find your passion um and follow like like like-minded people but also you know be inspired to create your own content on that as well you know i think a lot of people misuse social media um that might be following the truth of god and it's like you don't want to put a bunch of like you know deep stuff in there or trying to do pastor's job and like mm-hmm. condemning folks to hell like mm-hmm. no yeah. talk about what you're passionate about how mm-hmm. can you leave a mark on this world how can you can contribute to someone else's success and you know i think you'll be fine and, you know um another thing i want to add too is like if you know somebody's bothering you on social media and even if they're in the church i don't care if they're in the church like you know just um you know, if you can't rectify it, like in a way that's like peaceful and, and like they're still bothering you, remove them, block them. Block it's okay. That's it. You'll that's still it. be saved. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Huh? Huh? Block. That's it. I understand. That's wonderful. Wonderful. Something you said, which was so good, you know, follow people that inspire you and so forth. Don't follow people that's doing the devil's work and all. I know somebody, some of you probably watching this, God willingly, but ask themselves, but you know, it's my friend, you know, I mean, we, we grew up, I mean, I know them since elementary school, like, okay, so what, yeah, they're doing their thing, and this, and that, they're rapping, and, you know, and now the friend that I'd never seen naked is all naked on social media, you know, it's my friend, sister, I'm like, come on, this is my friend, come on, what would you say to that, what would you tell them, like, you know what, what, okay, I get it, your friend, and so forth, what would you tell them? Trust me, I've definitely been through that. So Mm. I understand. (laughs) Um, I remember even bringing it up to pastor before I was like, you know, I have this friend and she's like this. And I'm like, I'm like, what do I do? Because I'm like, I didn't want to lose her as a friend. Like she was a really good friend. It was just like, she, what she was literally doing was like so against like holiness. And I was just like, (laughs) what am I supposed to do with that? He's Mm. like, oh, send her like a link to the telecast. I was like, what? I'm like, do you what? I was like, I was like, do you want me to lose my friends? Like, I was just, I was like, I was like, but yeah. So, needless to say, I I did not have the courage to do that. But Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) because I'm like, and also, it's like I don't want to send off the wrong message. Like, I'm trying to convert somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand. Understand. Yeah. So, like, you know, some people do do that, and they're just like, yeah, you need to watch this, or you're gonna go to hell. Yeah. (laughs) there's ways ways you can send it of course but not everybody has those ways yeah in terms of knowing how to send it pretty much yeah like just maybe just send a link uh you know if you're feeling courageous like send a link and be like you know i hope this encourages you and just leave it like that like Mm -hmm. don't try to like you know you're going to hell hell, you know you don't have to get into all those things you don't have to get into that I actually, uh, it was yeah, so funny. Here's the link, watch the teachings, <laughs> you know, uh, you know what you think, you know what I'm saying? Have a good yeah. night, you know, talk to you soon. Yeah. You know, if you don't watch this video tonight, you're going to hell, man. You're going to hell, you know, so, because the, the goal is just to, you know, get the person to at least watch. 
you know, right. and so forth. Yeah. So they get that watch and they could, you know, because now they won't be able to say, well, nobody told me this. I didn't know that because a lot of the time something Sister Bev said is, man, one thing that hurts is when you know so much in the teachings. Now you know you can't do this. Now you know versus someone who just don't know, you know? Yeah. So, but, but no, that's, 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 that's wonderful, wonderful yeah, advice for it. Because I know it's, it's like a big struggle for many you know and and it's it's another thing i would want to ask you as well is what would you say for those because a lot of times people they they look at they 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 say well i seen that brother do it i seen sister so and so do it so why is it a problem if i am doing it what would you say in terms uh, of that because now let's say you know you just you message me Hey, hey, look, brother Sandeen, I hope all is well, but you, you wouldn't want to be kind of like posting yourself in that type of way on, you know, social media. Right. Well, but sister Mo, brother so-and-so does it. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, what's going on if it's, you know what I mean? What would you say for somebody? Because not everybody can take correction. Right, right. No, not everybody. And not everybody knows how to give correction. You know, mm-hmm. it's not, they don't know how to warm it up and say, be direct. Say, look, you don't want to be like that. You know what I'm saying? And, and see it as love. Like, oh, no, my sister's just looking out for me. You know, if I am completely fine and everything's 100% and you're still saying something, now I could say, okay, now, now something's wrong with this sister or something's wrong with this brother. You know, mm-hmm. how, how, what, what advice would you have, you know, for someone seeing other things of a brother doing it or a sister doing it and so forth? Okay. Um, could I answer a part of the, the last question before yeah. I go? Into yeah. yeah. Um, I just wanted to say to like, uh, for, with that situation, um, with my friend that, you know, was going against God, um, I ended up distancing myself from them. It was kind of natural. Cause you know, um, you know, if you switch schools or you go to a different, or even if you have a different major, here's a major spoiler alert, guys. If you go to college, you don't typically take the same classes with your friends. Like, you know, that friend stuff, like when they're like, oh yeah, I want to take this class and this class so we can be in the same class together. No, it doesn't really work. You'll find that like you follow your passion, you'll be a lot happier and Mm -hmm. you guys can meet up for lunch and stuff. So I just wanted to mention that um, in time, there'll be natural ways for you guys to grow apart. And and maybe that is a part of God's plan. Not saying it is, but maybe it might be part of his plan of protection by allowing you and that other person to go through different changes where you guys naturally kind of just split up because, you know, I still have friends in the world, but they respect me and my walk mm-hmm. with God. So they right. know they're like, okay, Monique can't do that. So um, sometimes it just may take explain to that friend, you know, this is why I can't support you. This is why I can't, yeah. you know, help you with this. Mm-hmm. Um, but you'll find natural ways. That, and like, if they really care about you as a person, they'll stay with they'll you. They'll respect and, it. They'll understand it and they'll respect you. it pretty much. Okay, perfect. They're not going to insult you and say, oh, sister, Mo, we're going to strip club. You trying to come? You know, cause now, <laughs> now, now I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, I can't, right? You know, you know, I can, and so forth. But yeah, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Onto the next question. If you remember the next, the the other question. Yeah, but yeah. I, so, yeah. so your answer for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, with that, I would say, I would say, um, I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I lost it. No, no worries, no worries, no worries. I like, I like the, the effort though, you know what? No. Oh, I remember, I remember. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, 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 I got it, I got it. Okay, so what I would say with that, because even now I still find myself doing that, but before I just immediately bring that up, like, oh, so-and-so does that, I do listen to the person that's coming to me with the correction first, because, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's something I missed. And, you know, I try to uh, go back like in like whatever teachings, um, and see if anything comes up in my memory bank, or I might check the bylaws for confirmation and stuff. But I mean, depending upon who it is, like, I'll like ask, like, like, say, for example, if it's like, you know, the sisterhood president, then, you know, I'm pretty much going to take that to heart, because it, it might be something having to do with just the sisters. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but if somebody comes to me, I'll be like, okay, thank you. And I'll, but I'll, you know, check my resources just to make sure that what mm-hmm. they're saying is actually consistent with, mm-hmm. um, what they told me and what and what I've been taught and what's in the bylaw so I do all that and then you know I come back and I apologize or if I know I did something that was wrong um I'm definitely going to apologize for that too and just be like, okay I need to be mindful of that and not do that yeah, yeah. um but I also try to approach it as well from the perspective of you know maybe that person that I'm thinking about that is also doing the exact same thing maybe somebody went to them already mm-hmm. and you know 
a lot, all of us are still, we still have some sins that we still do and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's not really fair just to be like, oh, is, you know, is anybody going to them when, you know, somebody could have went to them and they're just choosing to be defiant. Mm -hmm. Like I have to worry about like what I'm doing, what Monique is doing Mm -hmm. um, and stuff like that. Um, So, you know, just being mindful of that and just making sure everything is consistent because sometimes I'm going to say too, there are some, you know, followers of the truth of God that, um, like they might be overrighteous or like, mm, a, you know, overzealous, like, yeah, 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 overzealous, overrighteous. And, you know, they think that they're being like the Bible police or something. Mm. Um, so you just have to make sure that it's actually consistent because sometimes people can be like, Oh, you not, you know, you're not supposed to be that blah, blah, blah. And it's not even true. Mm-hmm. It's like, we never heard the ministers or pastors and say that. Mm-hmm. So some, you just have to be careful and just be my, like, take it and you know see if it's consistent first um and then if you know it's consistent then you can apologize or you can be like oh i'm i'm gonna rectify that um so that's just kind of how i uh i uh, look at it but yeah i'm definitely gonna say it can be hard to like try to change certain things when you do see that other people are literally doing the exact same thing but at the end of the day you have to do what god says so exactly just focus look at yourself you do you may see that for left and right and so forth but you don't know what if they did get the the, the correction and if they did get it, but they're just, you know, they just don't care. You know, look at yourself. If it's, you know, you it's a correction that you need to correct, correct it pretty much, you know. So, well, no um, <clears throat> question I have, you know, to conclude it all. I'm trying to get this question more over out to, you know, as much people as I interview on this. But how thankful are you to God for for the apostle like how, how thankful are you i am i i don't even think i could put it into words particularly but like i i'm very thankful for him because it was like you know even though green that sorry <laughs> um but even though that okay one second <laughs> Okay, so even though um, it was ultimately my parents' decision to start bringing me to church, it wasn't kind of like, oh, I had my own choice if I wanted to go to church or not. I still feel as though, like, God saved me through him. Yeah. Um, say It's like saved my life. You know, obviously, I don't have the Holy Ghost yet, but I'm just saying just in terms of putting me on the right path, like God yeah. put him in my life. Um, so I, I'm very thankful for him. You know, I'm thankful for all the sacrifices that he does because it's a really hard job. And I know he gets burnt out and I know he gets, you know, annoyed with certain things. And it's because like, you know, some people, you know, actually, you know, give him a hard time and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And, or they may just mistreat him, especially, you know, with you know the calling that he has by God and they they may not agree with God and they just take everything out on him so mm-hmm. I know that could be stressful you know for the human body yeah. and um you know I pray for him and you know I just you know I hope God continues to bless him as I know he will but I'm I am I'm definitely thankful just to be able to sit under him and just being able to learn mm-hmm about God and being able to learn like why God feels certain ways about things and like you know why certain things are just supposed to be done the way they're supposed to be done just like you know walking with God like it like I said it's really hard for me to really put it in words but it's like it's like being in the presence of the king actually Mm -hmm. like you know you know and I don't want anybody listening to be like oh she called pastor king blah 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 but no like it's really like just being you know, in the presence of somebody that is just like, you know, really important, just um, helping the flock, God doing it through him and mm-hmm. um, just helping, being being a helping hand, because like for some people, it's kind of hard to like confide in others, or it's hard to um, just deal with everyday life and just being able to know someone that is very close to God and, you know, can help you get to God, even if you feel like you can't get to him yourself. Like Mm. that's really important for people to have. Wonderful. No, that's wonderful. You know, it's, you know, being in from it from three years old, all the way from Frankfurt uh, and just to see in where it's at now today, it's, it's a true blessing, you know, and to still, uh, you know, be in it and still continuing to press forward that's that's a true blessing as well and i'm 
as I say moreover, you know, these type of testimonies over here, like I mean, it's very encouraging for myself, say the least, because um, it, 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 it just goes to show that there are people really doing the best they can to strive in this hard way. Because as I say, it's a very difficult path, very, very difficult. It's the hardest thing I have to do every single day of my life, every single moment. Can't think the wrong thing, can't watch the wrong thing, can't listen to the wrong thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> can't hang out with the wrong thing, can't be around the wrong thing. And in terms of being around it, because, you know, you don't want to be tempted to, you know, so forth and, and you know, actually do it. So it's, it's very, very, very tough and very hard, you know, and. I'm grateful and thankful, sis, you know, for you taking the time to come out and sharing this testimony. And I, I hope it's encouraging to others watching. Um, this is real life. This is this is this is the truth of God. You know, this is, you know, brothers and sisters coming to share uh, the testimony of, you know, being in it. This is not a joke. You know, this is this is like people's actual lives. You understand? And it's it's for you to take the time to come out. I'm truly grateful for it. Truly appreciative for it. Um, gonna keep you in prayer, sis. You know that you continue to hold on to, you know, this teaching and continue to strive and so forth. Please, all brothers and sisters, keep her in prayer. Keep myself in prayer. You know, this is the I Thrive podcast. This concludes, as I say, moreover, this podcast affiliates itself with one church. If any, listen, if anyone is telling you that it's affiliated with another, they're lying. You hear it over here, it's affiliated with one church, because I take it, you know, that seriously. I don't want nobody to try to think, oh, oh, you know what, uh, we're going to use this, where you, I could go and he could come and talk about our addition. No, affiliates itself with one church and one church only. That's first church of our Lord Jesus Christ, where the leader, teacher, and guide is apostle, pastor, Gino Jennings. How can you see the apostle? Man, he's in Philly. I can't fly over there now. I, and yeah, that's too much of a drive. That's the, you can just see him on YouTube to begin with. And then, you know, hopefully over time, God can make a way where you can be at headquarters or maybe if he comes to a city near you, once things open up as well, you know? So once again, you can just go on YouTube, type Gino Jennings. Um, you can see some debates. You can see, you know, teachings on the Godhead, teachings on women preachers, teachings on the Trinity, teachings. On, and when I say the Trinity, not him saying that there is a Trinity, just to let you know, but saying the wrongs with it. I just want to correct that, you know, before someone says, wait, they didn't know they were Trinitarians. No, 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 no. <laughs> he's breaking down. He's breaking down. Why? That is some nonsense. That's what he's doing. You understand? So you can see it so forth. And, and you know, I'm grateful for the apostle for the work he's continues to do and grateful for minister Williams as well, Brother Dan, the brothers, you know, constantly doing the ministers out there as well, you know, keep them in prayer. Those of you watching, once again, share this out left, right, up front, back side, you know, share this out. And I hope that this can really encourage uh, uh, brother and sister watching and parents watching, you know, share this with, you know, your, your, your daughter, you know, and, and that they can see it as well. Cause they be going through the stuff that um, Sister Mo was going through. And then, you know, that little sister could, you know, see Sister Mo and, uh, hey, just get into dialogue. You understand? Not saying, you know, it's it's forced. You don't have to. But, you know, just to build that up and so forth, because that could be an important thing um, to have, you know, to know that I could look up to this oldest, my older brother, my older sister. As I said, moreover, spirit is thicker than blood. You mm -hmm. know, so this concludes the episode. Thank you, Sister Mo, for coming on. Truly, truly grateful and thankful once again. I really appreciate it. Those of you watching, take care of yourselves. Be safe. God bless you all. Peace be unto you all. Much love. Much sincere love, my way. Sincere love. I'm talking about good home cooked love. Even better than that type of love, <laughs> you know? All right. Take care, everybody. God bless and peace be. Peace.